Beyond the Headline on SAFM weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. You are listening to John Herica on SAFM. Eight minutes past four. You with SAFM? John in for Aldrin today. Beyond the Headline, he's taking the week off. I'll be back again tomorrow. He should be back on Monday. Uh, While well, we're talking about set-top boxes, just before the news, in case you just joined us now, uh, the minister saying that what is it? 151 transmitters that are currently up. In the Eastern Cape, Western Cape, KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng will be switched off during this year. In other words, we will have to rely on digital television in the future. Uh, on that, we just got a WhatsApp from Mokupo saying, I applied for my set-top box in 2021. In September of 2022, I was told that the post office had her box and it was retrieved by the company that installs them. Up to today, 2023, so that's two years later, uh, Makopa hasn't heard from the post office, Centec, and their service providers. Uh, Makopa says that they are saving money from a SASA grant to buy a new television set so that they can get TV. It's, I don't understand. It makes no sense why it hasn't been fast-tracked. If you know you need to do something, you make a plan. It's like the load shedding. You know that you've got load shedding coming at 4 o'clock. You cook before 4. Or you know you've got load shedding from 6. You cook before 6. You've got to get it done. Why haven't they done that with this digital terrestrial thing? And we would be loving 5G technology. Can you imagine? Fast internet across the country. You with SAFM, stay close. All right, let's talk about an interesting story that's crossed the desk now. 1,000 health workers or healthcare workers including nurses and doctors in Gauteng, haven't been paid since April. They were roped in when the country was grappling with the COVID-19 pandemic in 2021, continued working when their contracts ended with that. They haven't received clear communication on when their salaries will come. We're joined by Bongani Mazuboko, Provincial Secretary of Denosa, South Africa. Bongani, good afternoon. Thanks very much for joining us. Have, uh, let, give us more background about these healthcare workers. They, they were... Working during COVID-19, emergency called up, then they've continued working. So why haven't they been paid? Okay, uh, thanks for having me. Um, what happened is that in 2020, during COVID, um, was a dire shortage that we've been talking about uh, nurses and doctors in the country. And they were given a one-year contract at the time. The contract uh, ended in 2021, they were extended to 2022. Right. And 2022, again, extended to 2023. And uh, in February, we had engagement with the department where they indicated that they had a reduced uh, grant from the COVID, uh, the COVID grant. But um, they'll be taking, they'll be prioritizing nurses, doctors, and uh, the clinical uh, staff to be extended on contracts. And that was agreed upon. But to our surprise, uh, some of the nurses and doctors whose contract ended, there was a delay in them getting the contracts extended until uh, next year again. And that resulted in uh, the one, more than 1,000 uh, employees not being paid uh, at the end of uh, April. Okay, so it's because the contracts weren't there and in place that they haven't been paid. Are they going to be paid even though they've been doing work and the contracts were delayed? Yes, uh, they are going to be paid. We've engaged with the department because the understanding was that they should have been, that the contracts should have been extended. In principle, we had all agreed, and hence the people had to continue uh, working. And um, the reason for the non-payment is the late submission of uh, the contract documents mm. and other things by some of the uh, people who are responsible for the HR processes. And that is why, as you know, so we are saying that there should be consequence management um, 
heads should roll because it's uh, it's not fair that people would go a month without their salaries and uh, be disadvantaged in this manner, and then it will all it will be reduced to just an administrative error. It's unacceptable. Okay, it, the the government has found Gauteng government's found the six hundred million rand to keep this additional staff. If these staff aren't being used for COVID nineteen anymore, what are they doing? Well, the, remember the shortage in, in uh, housing health, or, or uh, particularly of nursing uh, staff. It's not. Uh, it, it was not uh, just as a result of COVID. COVID just made a, 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 a bad situation worse. As you know, so we've been talking about the shortage of nurses mm. in housing for years now. And um, it might even sound like a broken record, but it is uh, that that, that dire. And the the report from the World Health Organization uh, also actually expressed that that there is a dire shortage of nurses and midwives in in the world, and in uh, in particular in the country. So these nurses have not just been doing COVID-related work. They were doing clinical uh, clinical work in the hospitals and clinics and helping uh, where there was a shortage and covering the reducing the shortage that has been experienced. But it has not gone to the far, to as far as we can say, uh, eliminating it. It was reduced a bit, but it is still there. It exists in the facilities. Okay, so these nurses and doctors that were roped in on a quick basis are now being are now being used and and doing regular daytime jobs and and regular jobs. Doctors, nurses, what other healthcare workers do? That's correct. Okay, and do they are they going to get paid now uh, in in May? Middle it's the middle yes. of May already. That is the commitment that we've got, we received from the department in our engagement, and we are holding them to it. Any of the employees who do not get paid by the end of May, as they promised, they should let us know so that we will take it up with the relevant uh, people who are responsible for this. Okay, we're going to talk to one of those in just a second. Just quickly, while I've got you uh, on the line, um, what is the current state of how many doctors and nurses are still needed in Gauteng? At the moment, it is not clear. To, we are not in a position to can give a clear uh, number because, one, the current um, staff ratio of, of, of the Department of Health in Southern was last updated in 2006. So uh, years down the line, currently in 2023, we've got more services uh, that we are offered, that the department is offering than what they did uh, back then. More that the population has grown. Mm. So as a result, we are not in a position to say that uh, how many nurses and doctors are needed. But what we know is that there's a shortage of nurses and doctors. And what we are calling for is that the department should do a thorough analysis of what services they're offering and how many nurses and doctors and other category workers they need. So that uh, when they're in, position, in possession of that information, then they can make an informed decision to say, this is the number of people we need, and then how are we going to then mitigate to do all of this. And they can motivate to treasure to say that uh, we have done an analysis and mm. this is the reason why we say we need more funds to secure these posts and render these necessary services of health. I just want to understand what you're saying there, Bongani. The last time there was an audit or to check how many staff were needed was 2006. That is correct. 17 years ago. 17 years ago. And uh, that is why we keep fighting so much that you, you can't be saying that you're extending services but we are not doing anything to mitigate and make sure that, that there are people in place to offer those services. And then, yes, that is what has been happening in Kauteng. Uh, we, we are, there's more and more services being offered, mm. but uh, the people to do those uh, services are not being employed.
That oh. is unfortunately where we are. And we've had a pandemic in the middle of that as well. All right. Bongani Mazaboko, yes. Provincial Secretary of Denosa, Gauteng, joining us. Well, let's talk to the Gauteng Health Spokesperson who's joining us on the line now. Motala Tale Mobdiba. Motala Tale, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you heard the end of what Bongani Mazaboko was talking about. Let's focus on that for a little bit. Uh, do you know how many staff are needed in Gauteng hospitals? Uh, look, we're currently in a process of what you call institutional review. Uh, he's correct that the last time the structure was reviewed was in 2006, and uh, as we're speaking now, there is a process that is currently being embarked on, which uh, should be completed in the next, um, uh, before the end of this year, to actually um, look at a new structure that will look at the current services that we're providing and the type of workforce. So all our facilities, because remember that we, we've got about 37 uh, hospitals that are scattered across the, um, uh, 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 the province and they employ thousands and thousands of people. And mm-hmm. obviously, the kind of structure that... I just want to give an example with just one facility. If you look at Krishana Baravanas um, and the workforce that they have, which is almost like 6,000 or so, um, what the, the population that they are servicing now has obviously increased tremendously. Um, so we're currently doing a review of their current structure, uh, including all other hospitals. So we can then be able to say, what are some of the skills that are still needed? What are those that need? Because there are some positions that maybe now are redundant, mm. they are no longer actually necessary the structure, but there are also other areas because with any industry, there's always development, uh, and therefore you need to have your uh, uh, structure uh, being uh, commensurate with the kind of service you are providing and the demand of that particular service. Okay, that, currently is that, that particular that's, that's currently, currently happening. Are, yes, currently, as we're speaking now, right. it's part of um, what is happening. I think at, at, at a head office level, in, in, in the corporate or support services, it's much easier. They've already uh, completed their structures, but the core, which is your hospitals or clinics, that's where now the, the, the team is currently at. Right. So that at the end of the day, we'll have a structure that is sufficient that can be able to give us the kind of uh, capacity. Because if you go to Treasury and say you need more money, you need to at least have give reasons the why. Let's that's informed by the current realities. We're, we're short on time, Motalatale. No. So let's talk about these 1,200 employees who weren't paid. Are they going to get their money soon? It's not 1,200. It's 1,145 employees. Okay. These are, Sorry. These are the COVID-19 employees that... Uh, we had employed using the COVID-19 grant. Yeah. You would recall that in early this year, we did indicate that we only received 600 million as compared to the 1.2 million that we had in the previous year. What that meant is that at the end of the uh, March, when the contract ended, that contract, the, their contract lapsed and they obviously automatically out of the system. Mm-hmm. And we needed to go through a process of then re-employing them. And why did we go through that process? It's because we could not automatically take all of them back. You needed to go through a process where you engage with facilities, you engage with labor as well to say, given that we have been given half the money that we had and it's a grant, how are we going to go about because we still need some of the skills? Then they have to go through what we call a reprioritization process where a facility will say, I had 50 people that uh, were on this uh, grant, but because you're saying the budget now is cutting to half, I can't do without this 15 skills. Let me first start with the skills, and if we get more money, we can then also go down to skills. So that process then meant that you have to then subject all these people through 
a new recruitment process. Yes. When you advertise, they apply, they go through a particular process. They did that. They were then onboarded. Where we are now is that they are, because of the, 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 the system that we're using in housing, that there are two other departments that we have to work with, which is the Treasury and EGAV, in terms of facilitating and completing the onboarding of these employees. That created obviously those uh, administrative uh, uh, shortfalls that uh, have been addressed, and hence we have said that within uh, two weeks, their payments should, uh, be, 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 will, will be made, their salaries will be paid, and of course, we'll have to be dated to the mm. previous month and this month that we're in. Okay, so it's it's processes. It's It seems like it's antiquated processes. These people were working, they were going into work, Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the hours. They were doing the work, but because of processes, they weren't paid. Yeah, I, I ideally I think if 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 we had gotten the full budget as we had wanted, uh, it would maybe. No, I get that. I understand that. But yes. the, these these weren't people that were made redundant and haven't been paid. These were people that were re-employed following your process, and they haven't been paid because contracts weren't in place because of many many departments that had to get involved. Look, we, we, we've had this um, administrative process that uh, had to actually. Um, be followed, and I think yeah, it it, it you're quite right in that we, 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 the system could maybe better be better streamlined to ensure that we don't have this kind of uh, uh, to and froze uh, in between, so that we can fast track this kind of process, especially when we are onboarding mm. uh, uh, new people onto the system. And I think it's something that uh, our department, working together with the other departments, uh, we will be looking at in terms of what is the better way of just streamlining these processes because uh, if we don't solve it now, we're still going to express it as we go forward. Yes. Right. But but I think it's important to also apologize. And I know that the apology would not put money into the bank of um, our colleagues that are affected, but it's important to apologize to for the inconvenience that I think they have incurred as a result of, of this. But we have been given assurance uh, by those that have been working on the process that uh, within two weeks uh, they would have cleared everything and uh, they would obviously be paid in terms of the previous month and, 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 and this month. Okay. Thank you very much. Motale Modiba is the Gauteng Health Spokesperson on the line.